Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Every day is like a blank page. Some people encounter the page with fear and dread. Others encounter it with potential and excitement. Hello, my name is Aubrey Baptista. At Kindred Art Therapy, you will learn to be inspired daily rather than approaching each day with fear. For more information, visit arttherapync.com to book a free 15-minute consultation. My name is Alyn Davis. I'm a counselor and coach with a compassionate heart and a wealth of experience. My mission is to help people journey towards recovery, self-discovery, and holistic well-being. As a licensed therapist in North Carolina, I've had the privilege of witnessing countless individuals break free from the grips of eating disorders, trauma, anxiety, depression, and find renewed purpose in their lives. For more information, visit alyndavis.com or click the buy button on this ad. I look forward to seeing you break free free. Welcome to Kindred, where we believe that when we recognize our interconnectedness with one another, we are able to achieve higher levels of wellness for ourselves and our communities. In this show, we explore the meaning of mental wellness and share vulnerability in order to create more inclusivity and support. Today, we have Matt Allen, on who's here all the way from the UK. Matt, I'm not exactly sure what time it is right now, your time, but thank you for joining us today. Um, Matt is the CEO of Kudos UK. And Matt, you can tell us a little bit more about Kudos and what you do there. Hi, Aubrey. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. Um, It's been a short while since I chatted to you, so this is um, nice for me for a change. So Kudos is a, what I call a social benefit network. It's like one of those old fashioned social networks, but with a lot more benefit for everybody. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it because it's all uh, hush hush in some ways. Uh, So if anybody's interested after the show, they can always reach out to me and we can have a chat privately rather than on air but basically it's a way for big business to be changed uh so that then it benefits people as in everybody not just the people at the top of big businesses yeah so what i really enjoy about talking to you matt and and it's just like the uh well, as you're talking about it, even you're kind of alluding to it a little bit, and there's some secrecy. And my understanding is that that has to do with going up against big business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most being definitely. really secretive as you're as you're doing that. And what I enjoy is just like the um, the dedication to this cause that you have, right? And the amount of work and energy that you're putting into it is is a lot. Yeah, I guess for me, the the real difference with my business is that it is literally that it is a cause. It is a fundamental belief that the change that I'm trying to make is essential for people because everybody that I talk to wants it to happen because there's no alternative to it happening. Well, and then, I mean, in terms of effort, I say like there's there's a lot of people that you've connected with personally one-on-one in order to see this happen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I originally came onto LinkedIn, um, which is where I spend not most of my time, but certainly most of my social networking time. Um, I came on here just before Christmas. So about seven months ago. 
Um, and yeah, I have what I would term as a lot of friends, supporters, and family almost. Um, the people that I talk to, I talk to them usually for an hour to three hours, depending on how long I have until my next meeting, because generally the chats tend to go on because people want to know more and find out more. So yeah, it's, um, I came to LinkedIn for finding business people to prove my concept of my idea. And I found a lot of friends, a lot of supporters. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're just such a, a great person to talk to because uh, we're not joking as much right now, but typically our interactions are a lot more playful. Yeah, right? a little bit, a little bit. Um, I, I, I'd like to put personality into everything that I do because um, I very much believe in what I do and that gives me a degree of comfort and I enjoy putting smiles on people's faces that puts a smile back on my face and then that tends to enhance the smile on theirs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you've got a great smile, I'd like to say, especially for radio. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, no, I was thinking about uh, how, you know, you're always you're always trying to find some way to make me smile or to make me laugh. Um, but you also have like a hashtag that you use, you, hashtag you are the miracle. Yeah. Will you well, tell it, me a little bit more about that? Okay, so um, first of all, that's changed. Um, That is now We Are The Miracle um, because I was chastised by some of my uh, closest friends for sort of evading the fact that I'm a miracle myself as well. Um, So I've, I've changed that up. It used to be You Are The Miracle because it was concentrating on the fact that other people are the miracle but yeah now it's changed and i include myself in this inclusive environment so i have to be very careful to make sure that i emphasize that um but yeah the the we are the miracle is basically by enabling people to take back control of certain aspects of things to do with them let's call that their data um we get to use their unique individuality their data that describes who they are and and quantifies who they are and some businesses use that to sell on to make a lot of money so um we are the miracle basically is the fact that we as people take back control Mm -hmm. and then we use those things that make us unique Mm -hmm. and we unify them through a different platform that enables us all to benefit like i mentioned before so that's um that's miracle number one. There's a few other miracles in there as well. Um, but yeah, mostly I believe that everybody is a miracle. We just need to have a system that allows people to bring those miracles out to play. So what you're saying is that, you know, as you want to have systems that are not necessarily exploitative of people's individuality. Yeah, um, exploitative is a very long word for this time in the afternoon for me. But yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> but is that what you're what you're saying? Is that by these uh, other companies that we won't name that they are using our data and that that data is um, not always in our best interest? Uh, yeah, that's putting it mildly. Yeah, definitely, that is what I'm doing. Yes. Okay. 
that was more words, but exploitative was one word. Mm-hmm. But maybe a stronger word for it. Maybe what the right word for it. Some people term everybody as nowadays digital slaves um, because we are encapsulated by the terms and conditions of certain companies that um, impact on the legislation of different countries because they have so much money that they're in a position to do that. But that's enough about that subject. Let's move on. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's that's definitely a strong term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it implies that people don't have choice about the way that they um, engage in the online communities. Uh, You have a choice. You can turn off your internet, but really still you don't have a choice because there's other ways that they get your data. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So do you ever run into, um, like... What do you do when you run into people who say things like, like, oh, it's a conspiracy theory or something like that? Uh, you mean against what I'm doing? My my thing is that what, I, what I've envisaged is some sort of conspiracy theory and these organizations are actually just giving us something that's beneficial for us. Yeah, um, do you run into that at all? Yeah, um, not so much, generally speaking. Um, as soon as I describe some of these things, most people go, yeah, I, I would like to change that. I guess there would be some small minorities um, that hang out on the fringe of what most people are like. Um, let's think about conspiracy theory for a moment. Uh, let's think about, um, yeah. So let's say that we wanted to search for something on the internet Let's use our brains for a moment and just think when we search, we are putting more data into the system and we get a little glimpse of what they are showing us as the search results. And this could be any search engine, for example. Um, Now, you're talking about like when you search like Google, you're like, uh, how, how many, you just like type like how many, and then it's going to come up with like a list of like, how many underwear do I have? Like something like that. Yeah. And uh, quite a lot of times that is something innocuous or innocent. Sometimes it's not. Or sometimes the search results may be swayed in a particular angle or whatever you want to look at. Sure, you could say that that's conspiracy theory. But if you practice that for long enough, you'll soon identify the fact that you're being sold the things that you talked about three weeks ago, for example. Yeah. Everybody's familiar with the fact it's just the sort of an unspoken rule that we accept the way it is. That we don't really know what else to do about it, that there's no yeah. n- nobody that we can go to appeal to say, hey, let's not do it this way. Yeah. You, you look at video um, streaming channels on the internet, and we subscribe to different channels that we like. Um, and yet we don't get to see all of the stuff that they put out. Like we might not get notified, even though we ring the bell or whatever that may be, um, to say, yeah, I'd like notifications about everything. We might not get all of those notifications or they might be lower down the pecking order because then certain companies have decided, no, that's not in the interests of what, we or our sponsors or our advertisers or whoever uh, want to show you. 
So, yeah, we'll show you what we want. That makes sense. Yeah. So how does this apply to, like, community mental wellness? I'm going to let you answer that. Okay, well, there's a few things in this. Um, so fundamentally, the difference with my business is not only about giving people back their control, but what we do with the money that is made from big business because i do not believe in sucking everything out of people generally just to be able to send my board off to outer space to see whether the moon is made out of cheese or not what i believe in is giving people back so that then they can spend that money into the local economy uh, domestic economy, uh, putting money back in so that then people are generally a little bit better off, social benefit networks. But not only do I give people back money, not only do I give them something to make their life a bit more enjoyable, but when we're talking about mental health and things like that, part of the profit side of things is to give money to good causes, not necessarily big brand name charities, but things that make a difference to local communities and national and international. And then beyond that is money to be invested into medical research. So let's imagine that there's things that we don't currently invest enough money into research for with mental health. So let's talk about exercise, for example, and the benefit that that has upon people's health mentally and preventing things like depression you know me i've been depressed for quite a bit of my life when i was younger in fact quite dramatically um i would have liked somebody to spend some money on some research that would have prevented me having that depressing episode let's call it that so um yeah i think there's a number of ways that i can help um yeah so you're saying if the system worked in such a way where the the money that was being mined from people's data was being diverted to good causes, that this would make a significant difference in funding for research for mental illness, diseases like depression, anxiety, um, bipolar, things like that, as well as medical research. Just to put it in the word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk a bit more. <laughs> like, I understand it's a radio show, so I have to talk. Yeah. No, I'm just think. I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking about how how much resistance you would get. Mm. Let me worry about that. But that is what you. But that is what you're up against, right? Is oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, because yeah. I remember um, you telling me before about meetings upon meetings that you've gone to to try to get investment that people don't want to get involved because they don't want to go up against some um, major companies with a lot of money that, you know, you're like the underdog right now. So you're in the US. I'm here in England. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know whether anybody here in England is going to be listening to this. I, I imagine possibly a couple of people. But um, yeah, I think without putting too fine an edge on it, I, before I went to LinkedIn, asked the appropriate people, authorities, the people that I thought would be interested in, not even necessarily investing, but certainly helping me. 
Um, and I met a lot of pushback. Um, and I realized that that's not going to happen because there's money that's floating around in these places that is funded through the things that I'm up against. And so disrupting the system too much ejects you out of the system, I find. So I went on LinkedIn to find people who are not part of that system. And there's a lot of people, trust me. And that's that, that for me is the important factor there is the powerful people aren't the ones who are going to change the world. People power changes the world. You look at all of the cycles that we've been through before, and I do mean cycles in the sense of we've had numerous um, archetypal authoritarian state conditions whatever you want to call them without putting too fine a point on that, um, that are, have failed because they all follow the same system of exploit the people and use the people to get as much out of the people as possible. We're now in 2023. I'm not prepared to wait for 2030 for certain organisations to pull their finger out. So I think that we can start doing that sooner. And um, so does everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the big the big thing is like, OK, well, one person by themselves is not necessarily powerful. But you, if you get a lot of people all on the same team then that yeah. has a lot of power to it. And from what I see from the way that you go about your LinkedIn strategy is that, you know, a lot of people and you connect them very well. You're always, um, you know, tagging people and bringing people into the conversation. Yeah. Um I, I have some very interesting ways to get in front of people. I make videos, very short videos, but they're very catchy. Um, so, for example, when you connect to somebody on LinkedIn, most people will either just send a connection request or they'll send a little note that says something that they think is catchy. I go a step well beyond that. First of all, I put in certain information in the, the connection box that makes it quite appealing for people to get in touch. And then I put a link through to one of my videos. And um, generally, when people see those videos, they are most interested to have a chat or at least connect and see what else is going on. I found the video really moving. Like I was first of all impressed that you were able to do that to create the video with the limited eyesight that you have, because you told me that you could barely see it, but that you still put it together. And it yeah. it came out really good. I liked like the music and the way that it like flows and it's very informative and it's like kind of um it 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 pulls at your heartstrings a little bit. It's got some like emotionality to it with the way that the music ties into it and stuff. And I was like yeah. Oh, that's some pretty good skills there you got, Matt. <laughs> so as it's you, I'll let you into some secrets. Um, number one, most of those things are free and available on the internet. The music, <laughs> all of that, it, like it requires a degree of work and um, don't get me wrong, like it, it's not just waiting for everybody to download and there you go, there's a, a wonderful video. Um, it does require a certain amount of time and skill and effort um, to patch all of those things together and go through the files to find the right music to fit with the right things. 
and the images and all the rest of it, it is a lot of work. But um, yeah, I think you watched the snow video, didn't you? Is that the one you're? I'm not sure. Uh, you're not sure. That's very reassuring, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. It's been. I, I remember there being like an earth and a really deep like voice, and and you know that there was like a celebration at the end. Like, okay, yeah, that one. Um, well, okay. Let me tell you about the snow one because we're talking about connecting and and things like that. So um, the snow one was produced just around Christmas time and it shows snowflakes and it talks about the individual snowflakes because they're all different and unique, just like us as people, back to that uniqueness that we have. And then connecting those all together in their billions um, into wonderful structures like snowballs through to snowmen. And at the end of that video, there is a picture of a, well, a short clip in the video of a small girl stood next to a snowman. And the snowman is obviously made out of snowflakes. And she puts the nose on it and she's all excited. And she's clapping and jumping around. And then she gives the snowman a hug. And not many people know, but that's intended as Kudos and its members are the snowman. And the rest of the world, as it joins in and realizes the difference yeah. that can be made mm -hmm. and the benefits that can be had from such a thing, are very excited and willing to give the snowman a hug because we've connected, we've joined together, and we've made something that the rest of the world, that little girl, really enjoys, really benefits from, and makes her extremely happy. And that video was made six, seven months ago. And almost all of my videos have these little nuggets in them where people don't really realize about what they're about until I explain the little hidden messages in them. Um, I find it quite interesting, but I'm just that weird. <laughs> Matt, I, I think that the work that you're doing is truly inspiring. And I want to just um, transition to this last part of the show here where you tell us just a little bit more about how we can get in touch with you how the audience can find out more and i know you mentioned linkedin so how do they find you uh so on linkedin uh you can't miss me because <laughs> a bit of a presence um yeah so if you want to reach me on linkedin if you um just type in the search bar kudos miracles so k-u-d-o-s miracles um, you'll probably find me through that. If not, you can contact Aubrey and she'll put you in touch with me. Uh, you could look for Qdos Core, which is um, a page that is dedicated to people who are following me in the space of about three months. That's risen from zero to 400 people, most of whom I've had one of those one to three hour chats with. Um, so that's LinkedIn. Uh, then there's YouTube. Uh, if anybody's interested in seeing some of my videos, um, go to YouTube and my channel uh, is called Kudos UK. So K-U-D-O-S UK. Um, or if it's easier for you, if you type YouTube.com and then you put the at symbol and then Matt Kudos UK. Okay. You'll find me there. 
Well, thanks so much. And for those of you listening today, this was bizradio.us. So you can search that in your web browser, bizradio.us. And um, be sure to like and subscribe on all your social medias. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.